Hello, hello, it's me, Kezia, the Deputy Editor of Professional Beauty, back with another episode of the Pro Beauty Pod. This week, I sat down with Anna McCartney, founder and CEO of Elan Laser Clinics. She's a beauty industry veteran and is all about sun safety and skin surveillance after suffering from skin cancer caused by sun damage herself. We also spoke about the many ways that Elan is championing inclusivity in aesthetics with autism awareness training and the NHS contract that sees trans patients referred to the clinic for laser hair removal during their transition journeys. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that Anna will be speaking all things skin surveillance and sun safety at PB North in Manchester, which is taking place on the 24th and 25th of September. So head over to the Professional Beauty website, register and book into our session, and don't forget to like, rate and subscribe. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Anna. Hi Kezia, how are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's really good to have you on the pod. Got your lovely Elan branding uh, in the back there. I actually um, went to see you guys recently. It was my first time. I went to the Portman Square one and it was absolutely gorgeous because I'd always walk past it when I go and see Hydrofacial. And yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous in there. So guys, if you haven't been there, you need to go and visit. Absolutely beautiful. Would you just start off by introducing yourself and a little bit about Elan, which you're the CEO of, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Anna McCartney, the CEO of Elan Laser Clinics. Um, I've been with the company um, right since the beginning, really. So it was founded in um, 2001 and I joined December 2001, um, having previously actually worked at Hydrofacial. Oh! Um, yeah, I know. Small world. Um, so I worked at Hydrofacial for two years, but I've been in the aesthetic industry for nearly 18 years now. 13 years of my career working for one of the largest dermatology and laser aesthetic clinic chains, um, then moved to Hydrofacial, and then I was asked to be the CEO for Elan. Um, which was everything I've worked really hard for, you know, and to do this from scratch and really build something with key differentiators of what maybe it doesn't exist at the moment in the market was something that was really exciting for me. So what we stand for is accessible luxury. So we want it, we want to be able to offer affordability when it comes to aesthetic and laser treatments to our clients, but with that added element of luxury that you don't mm-hmm. have to pay extra for. Um, you know, it's about coming in for an experience, not just a treatment. Um, and we want to be inclusive to everybody, whether the color of your skin, the, the gender, you know, we want to be inclusive to, to everyone and accessible to all. Um, you know, and it's a really exciting time to be part of the company. So we've got five clinics now, Liverpool, um, Cheshire, Leeds, Portman Square, which you've been to, which is our flagship clinic, um, and Beaconsfield. And we will continue to grow in the, in the near future to more sites. So exciting. And you're bit about inclusivity and accessibility I've actually got some questions for you that on that um later on because you guys are really definitely leading the way in that and I I love to see it but one thing that I know is really important to you is skin surveillance and sun safety can you tell us why that became such a big thing for you and and the work that you're doing within that space yeah of course so um you know, haven't been, like I said before, haven't been in this industry for so long. You know, I'm quite educated now. I say now, I didn't used to be, um, on sun safety, um, you know, and what the dangers of sun worshipping is. It's so significant. I take it very seriously because of my personal experience as well. I've really tried to use what my personal experience was, which was being diagnosed with skin cancer 
um, and ensure that we incorporate those learnings into our everyday practice. You know, we are in, are empowered to do something about that because, you know, our um, help, you know, professionals and therapists and nurse injectors treat skin every single day. We touch skin every single day. So we're in a really unique position to be able to educate ourselves and thereby educate our clients on what the importance of sun safety is. I'm a true advocate of that because of my own personal experience. Wow. So like when when did this happen? And, and when, like what part of your journey in aesthetics were you in at the time? Yeah, so I was, um, so it was back when I was working at Hydrofacial, it was during COVID. And I was actually taking, I was buying some, some um, skincare online. And as part of that, you have to do a skin health questionnaire and you have to take a selfie of your skin. And whilst I took the picture, I noticed a spot on my forehead and having suffered with acne in the past as well, I know what's a spot and what looks a bit strange. Um, so I was like, well, that's that's really strange. It, it didn't have, a, you know, it wasn't a, a, a pimple. It was just a lump on, underneath my skin. So well, that's strange. Sent off my questionnaire and I thought, I'm going to just... I'm going to keep an eye on this because this doesn't look right. So every morning I woke up and I took another selfie and I'd compared it to the one that I took before. And over the course of seven days, I noticed that this lump was getting bigger. It was growing that fast. So I, being, I'm really lucky because I've got a wealth of a, no, a network on my mobile phone, you know, doctors and plastic surgeons that I've worked with in the past. And I was able to take a, a picture of once it got to, to a, a concerning um, size. I took a, a picture and, and sent it off to a um, a plastic surgeon that I know, and he replied back saying, "Come and see me Saturday. Um, I need to do a a graft and get a um a biopsy. Sorry, and get that and get that looked into. I think it might be a cancer. So I went to see him that Saturday. Um, so we're still we're still within a seven day period. I booked in for that Saturday. Went to see him. He did the biopsy, and then the following Thursday, he called me up and told me it was an SCC. Um, which is an aggressive form of skin cancer. It's not a BCC and it's not melanoma, but it is aggressive if, go, if it goes undetected. And what, what, what the reason why that's so aggressive if it goes undetected is because inwards it can get to the lymph nodes and then obviously get, get into your organs. So you do need to detect these things relatively quickly. And for me, I, luckily I have private healthcare insurance and it was during COVID when you couldn't really go and see a doctor. Mm. So it was. So I was very, very lucky and fortunate to be in that position that I was able to book a virtual doctor um, appointment through my app, my insurance app, which I did do. And then through my insurance, I then, um, <clears throat> when he told me it was an SCC the following Thursday, I then had full surgery. So on my forehead, I've got like a horse. You know, come closer. I've got like a horseshoe type of scar. Yeah. Um, it was called a twisted skin graft. Um. Because they couldn't take any other skin off my anywhere from my body that would match my forehead skin, he decided to do a twisted graft. So he cut more of my skin away in order to stretch the skin and and stitch it back up. So you know I'm I'm scarred for life now, and that was because of me being a sun worshipper, um, you know, not protecting my skin. Not whilst I've been in this industry, this was before. This was during the ages of fifteen to twenty one. I was also using sunbeds probably on a daily basis for about seven years. Oh my god. And the reason why I used sunbeds was because I suffered with acne. So I, I used sunbeds to, to get a tan to cover the severe acne that I was suffering with during those years. 
um, you know, and the education just wasn't there back then. As soon as I started in this industry, I was I, I was using Factor 50 every day. I was, um, you know, protecting my skin when I went on holiday and I definitely didn't use sunbeds anymore. It was a big no-go as soon as I, uh, as soon as I joined this industry. But the damage was done. Mm. Um, and it took, what, you know, 25 years for it to actually come out. So, you know, that naivety when you're younger, oh, it won't happen to me. You know, it, it, it does. And you are causing sometimes irreparable damage, but mostly the most important thing to know is that most skin cancers are pre- uh, preventable, um, you know, and that's really key to understand. So at Elan, what I'm committed to doing is providing not just the best aesthetic treatments, but also educating our clients on the importance of sun protection, wearing SPF daily, prevention, and just overall skin health. Mm, absolutely. That's so important. And like, what a story. And it's so crazy that... Um... I think most people in our industry, and I have to be careful because I work at professional beauty, so we're always screaming at each other in the office, like, have you put your SPF on today? Um, and I've always I've always worn SPF, like, but my friends hadn't, I don't think. And, and it is crazy to think that, um, you know, even though you might have been re-educated um, and been wearing SPF for like 10 years, you've that damage once it's done it's done so it's so important to educate the younger generation so that they're not making the same mistakes that that we did i know that you at elan have got a an approach to skin surveillance yes um would you be able to tell us a bit about that and also maybe first like before this was there do you think the offering or um, the skin surveillance or the skin safety or the stuff that surrounds skin cancer, um, do you think that that is thorough enough when it comes to kind of beauty therapist training or even, you know, the medical community? Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think that training standards are up to scratch when it comes to skin surveillance and sun, sun safety. You know, at Elan, we're committed to setting new standards of excellence. We believe that skin surveillance should be part of the national curriculum for beauty therapy training, for sure. And it's not um, at the moment. I don't believe it is now. No. Um, not to not to the degree. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had to have invested heavily in in um, sun surveillance and sun safety training, as we have done with all of our therapists at Elan. Um, you know, what we do is we make sure that our professionals are well equipped to spot any potential issues early on like i said before they're seeing client their client skin they co- those clients are coming back every you know two weeks four weeks six weeks so it's just it's such an important opportunity to see if that there's any you know different lesions or something sinister mm. that may have played on the skin spot it early not diagnose but just spot it early and be empowered and educated to know what to do and what that is is to get them in touch with the relevant professional healthcare professional to get to get it seen to so it's about signposting that's mm-hmm. the most important thing it's not about diagnosing it's not about treating it's about spotting the signs early and signposting them to the correct individual they need to go and see so i do think that you know there's more that can definitely be done in education think of think of this statistic 86 percent of all cases of melanoma are preventable 86 percent. so early detection is vital so, you know, if we can dedicate and empower our teams within this industry with the right knowledge and the right skills, you know, we can definitely um, educate our clients to do the right thing and go and get get things seen too that we've spotted. Absolutely. Um, so would you tell me a little bit about um, 
Masked. Yes. And what does that stand for? That stands for melanoma and skin cancer early detection. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have um, put all of our staff through this masked training. Um, we ensure that all of the therapists that come on board with Elan, uh, both existing and new as part of their induction, um, complete skin cancer awareness training. And that's provided by Karen Clif- Clifford Skin Cancer Charity. So our therapists, as I said before, they're in a unique position. They can potentially spot any unusual looking lesions that may need to be referred to a healthcare professional um, and spot anything sinister and signpost them to the right person. You know, that could prevent disfigurement, you know, through surgery. Um, But more importantly, it can um, spot early signs of melanoma um, early as well. So, you know, the vast majority of all skin cancers, as we know, are, are preventable. Um, but statistics continue to soar and ignorance in regarding how to spot the early signs um, and symptoms on a personal level. So the objective of this training is to um, fill that void um, that exists in the arena by facilitating the provision um, of effective sales um, training tools um, with quality printed and online resources. And that enables the practitioners to integrate that knowledge into their everyday practice um, extending that vital information onto their clients. So at Elan, you know, by providing this training to our staff, um, we're also supporting the Karen Clifford charity. What mm-hmm. they do is they take all that money that they receive from, from the training um, and they, you know, um, develop further educational and intervention programs and resources to aid the prevention and early detection of melanoma and skin cancers on a national scale. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a win-win. We're educating our staff and we're contributing towards the charity at the same time. Yeah, amazing. And when it comes to, so obviously me being mixed race, I was always very keen to wear SPF because I like grew up in a very white area. I didn't necessarily want to get darker. Like now I love getting a tan. But anyway, so I think that was a kind of a, a good side of it because I was wearing SPF 50 like since back in the day. But I've heard so much from other people of colour when it comes to wearing SPF and even like teachers or parents or whoever just being like, no, you're fine. You don't need it. You're good. You you go, you know, which is, yeah, obviously it's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't think I hear about skin cancer as much in people of colour, but I know that doesn't mean that it's not happening. And then there's also a big issue within the dermatology space about recognizing certain skin conditions and certain skin problems on different skin tones you know is there part of your training is that in place as well to kind of make sure that that that's recognized yeah yeah there definitely is you know it's that the, the training stands for everyone it doesn't matter about whether they're male female or the color of their skin you know that detection and what you're the signs that you're looking for in changes in someone's skin are the same whether they're white or whether they're, they're of a darker skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's the same inclusive approach that you take to spot the signs of aging. And you're right, it may not be that they have a higher statistic of skin cancers. However, you know, what about signs of aging? What about the exactly. other concerns that it, that, it, that it causes? So, you know, whether it's hyperpigmentation, you know, where the skin can get, you can, you can suffer with things like melasma. So even if it's to prevent skin cancer, the added benefit of wearing some protection every day that we educate our teams to pass on to clients is about skin health. You're looking after your skin. It's an important part of your skincare regime. So just as you wear, you know, 
you, where all your actives, your vitamin Cs, your retinols, SPF has got to be an important part of that skin regime. It's you know, for people coming into our clinics and having treatment, skincare and SPF includes in that skincare is your continuation of your treatment plan at home. Um, you know, it's all part and parcel of the one thing. You're getting a personalized treatment plan that's personalized for you. Um, and yeah, and that includes S- SPF and, and sun protection is, is just as important as, as those active ingredients that you put on your skin. Absolutely. Like, I, it's like I wouldn't go a day without it now. It's crazy. Same. Same. But there, I know so many people that still still don't or think that because um, their makeup has got 15% SPF in it, that they're all good. Um, yeah. But yeah. Just the words out, out of my mouth. I think that's sometimes where the industry's going wrong. But by including SPFs into foundations, and sunscreens mm. is giving people a false sense of security that their skin's protected mm-hmm. and you've got to get a quality factor you know minimum 30 i would recommend factor 50 all the time and there's such good quality skincare they're not you know too balmy they're not they don't make your skin look white you don't look like a ghost anymore there's good quality you know mineral based as well skin um some factors out there um you know and just include it as part of your your skincare regime mm. No, absolutely. I've got a question for you later on. Where I'm, I'm going to ask you about some of your favourite products. So I'd love to hear some of your favourite SPFs, to be honest, because yeah. there's so many out there and some are so good. Like, I've got one um, that when I put it on, people are like, oh, my God, you look really nice. And I'm like, it's my SPF. It just makes me look, like, really glowy but not shiny in a gross way. So, yeah, there's some great stuff out there. Yeah. Um, Chloe Kardashian recently... Yes got diagnosed with melanoma and and that has been on the show recently do you think that that is going to be a big wake-up call for a lot of people yes yeah and I was you know I watched that and I you know not only did I empathize I mean luckily mine wasn't melanoma thank god but you know both of us you know being scarred on the face you know and yeah. I to with that all the time and she's I think she's handled it really well and what an amazing platform that she's got to raise that awareness oh. that they've highlighted that on the show um and I do hope you know they're all they all are in the makeup um industry you know they've all got makeup they, they you know they've got the two of her sisters have got skincare and um, brands you know they're in such a remarkable place to empower their audience um and wake up to some safety you know I think it's I do think that that will make a massive impact. The more people that can share their stories, you know, they're powerful when they're shared, right? Yeah, of um, course. And I think that that's what she's done, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, for the Kardashians, they are often, and in my opinion, sometimes rightly so, criticised for the kind of beauty standards that they <laughs> inflict on the rest of us. But I think when it comes to this situation, I think it could actually be really positive change that could be made. So. Shout out to Chloe Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you think the industry, I know what you guys are doing with Masked and Elan, um, but what do you think really needs to be done elsewhere, maybe on a government level or to really ensure like sun safety? You know, I think it's um I think it's going back to the training, you know, that beauty therapists do. I think, you know, if we can get that into the national curriculum, I think that would be key. I think, you know, more funding towards the charities that are fighting hard to, you know, combat, you know, the, you know, skin cancers. Um, so I, I think that there's a lot more that can be done. I think raising standards within the industry in general, 
is mm. once you're going to, to, you know, you're coming in for skin treatments with a qualified skincare professional in premises that are governed and and stand and then standards are raised, you know, so that you know if you're putting your skin in someone else's hands, you want to know that they've got the right education. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the you know government and governing bodies can can support that approach for sure. But we as opening clinics, you know, the way that we're doing in, with Elan, there's all the skin chains that exist within the UK. Can you imagine if everybody empowered their skin therapists, if all of the chains, if all of the independent clinics in the UK simply did this um, training with Karen Clifford, for example, or other training that exists out there, if everyone made sure that this was part of their induction program into their companies, how much touch points we would have with the with the clients and the communities out there. Um, I think that in itself would make a huge impact. Absolutely. Um, and it does, it, to me, it's, it's crazy that that's not really like a part of just, if you're working with skin, I feel like that's probably one of the first things that should be really focused on. So I'm so mm-hmm. glad that you guys are out here and doing that. Yeah. Just for any skin freshness listening who may not have done this training, can you give us a few things, maybe f- three things, like top things to look for as a skin professional um, when it comes to skin surveillance and skin, um, skin safety? Yeah, of course. So, you know, it's it's one at the consultation stage, you know, and when you're doing the client's face treatments, understanding the skin, doing a whole 360 degree approach of looking at their skin and what their concerns are. You know, not just answering what the client's coming for, but giving them a real good skin analysis um, and maybe educating them on things that they haven't haven't noticed. And by doing so and making those notes and taking those photographs, the next time that that client comes in, you're in, you're in a much more powerful situation to look back on, you know, the previous note taken, the previous photographs and spot any signs for changes in their skin, whether it's a lesion or a mark on the skin that looks, looks un- unusual. Um, the second thing would be was would be to get training if you haven't already done so. Don't assume that you know just because you're a qualified professional. Go out there and get this training that exists because it could be so powerful and armor you with the right knowledge and skill set to be able to educate your clients and spread spread awareness. Talk about stories. Um, if clients are willing to share their stories, put it on your social media. If any of your you know, um, teams have had any skin cancer scares, ask them to share their stories. You know, that's the reason why I did a freelance, you know, and um, as embarrassing as it was, my photographs were not pleasant. <laughs> you know, I, I did not look great. But who cares? You know, if it, yeah. one of my friends, um, it, it, it ends up in national press. And one of my friends said, I've just seen your friends, Anna, in the newspaper. And I was about to go on the sunbeds before Saturday. And I'm fuming because I can't get a tan now, but I, I'm just let her know that I'm not going on the sunbeds anymore because she read that story. And I thought, well, if, you know, if it's, if someone reading that article has changed one person, one person's choice to stop using sunbeds or to wear the right SPF when they go out in the sun, then that's that's why stories are so powerful. And I've done my part. So yeah, um, you know that 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 they will be my three tips: share stories get the training that exists out there and do a really thorough consultation and continue to monitor your client's skin throughout their journey. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice. And the stories thing, I think, you know, it's so amazing that you're sharing it and 
it is that kind of thing, isn't it? That it's when you hear like a friend of a friend or this happened to me or that's when you go, okay, right, I need to think about this because it sounds like you could have you can read a, a story in the newspaper and it that person might not be related to you or you, you don't know who they are and it yeah. just doesn't resonate the same that's why we constantly need to hear stories from so many different people different types of people as well and yeah really important yeah other than the masked training and the sun safety i know you guys are doing some other really interesting things Elan has some autism awareness training, is that right? Yeah, um, very similar to what we did with the Karen Clifford, really. You know, we're tr- again, we're just trying to empower our therapists um, with the with as many, you know, awareness skills as they as we possibly can. We want them to be skin experts. So, you know, the autism awareness training, you know, and any t- or the type of mental health training that we can offer our, our staff, we are all for. Um, so we started that, um, gosh, it must have been, I think it was back in May. We started that training. Um, it's online training. It was very, very easy to set up. Um, and yeah, it was. It's it's basic knowledge, but it's it's knowledge that the therapist didn't have before, mm. and that's what's really important. And it's just again, it's just to spot, um, you know, those any any signs of autism that that you know they might they might see in everyday clients that they have touch points with, and how to adapt their style and how to adapt their approach. It's not for a client to you know, adapt their style and their approach to meet the, you know, the style of the therapist that they're coming in to see. That's also for us to do. We've got to change our hat and step into a different pair of shoes because, you know, people like people that are like themselves and people trust people if they understand them on a different, a more human level. Um, And that's what we're just trying to do. You know, we're trying to humanize the experience that you get when you come into Elan and everybody's different. And the more of those individualities that we can spot again during a consultation the better approach we can take and the better standards we can raise and the better you know service we can deliver to that individual who deserves a really good treatment plan and the best education just just like the next person so it's just again it's just more about raising that awareness and understanding the individualities yeah that's so amazing and I think um I've heard a lot of different, like I've, I know that nail techs, some nail techs do kind of silent appointments because, you know, I do nails and I find it really hard sometimes to keep up talking to someone for like an hour and a half and things like that. It can be so overwhelming, like whether you are on the spectrum or you're not, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, what, 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 what tools can you use to help the client, you know, understand what it is that you're you're giving them, you know, information that they can maybe take away to process a little bit more, um, you know, different sale, sales aids that you can use during the consultation to help that information resonate a little bit further. That's what the training's all about, mm. you know, um, and being, like I said before, it's being armoured with all of those tools so that you can hyper-personalise. It's not just about a tailored approach at Elan. We want to hyper-personalise the consultation that you come in. It's specific to you and your needs you know, and who you are and what you're all about and listening skills more than anything. I'll be honest with you, asking questions that allow you to understand that client a little bit more rather than go straight in for this is the treatment, this is what it's all about, this is how much it costs. You know, understand the individual sitting in front of you, what is their concern? And all we have to do is provide the solutions to their skin concern. But you have to be able to listen and, you know, adapting those skills, I think is really key. Yeah, absolutely. Another really exciting thing 
I know you guys at Elan have been awarded NHS contract for trans patients for when you get referred to have laser hair removal. That's massive. Can we talk about that a bit? Yeah, yeah, we're really excited with that. Um, so yes, you know, trans patients that are going through um, the transition process, they're able to get laser hair removal. So we are able to treat the, both the donor size and their face, facial hirsutism. And and yet, we're, we're, again, it's just all part of that inclusivity. They deserve the right to come in and have that journey just as anybody else. And the fact that we are part of that journey for them, you know, it makes my heart warm. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's so special for us. And, you know, sometimes they, you know, people on that journey can be a bit fearful about coming into an environment like ours. Oh, yeah. Um, and we want to open those doors, be completely inclusive and welcome them in with open arms and, and, and help them on that journey, you know, because it's so important part of that, you know, part of that journey, as well as the hormones that they have to take and everything else that they have to go through. You know, laser hair removal is a, is a small but still a key part of, of that transition. Um, yeah, and we, I think we've we've done twenty one patients so far. We've only had the the contract um, a short while, so yeah, long may it continue and grow and prosper. Oh, that's so amazing! And I think you're so right about, especially in healthcare environments. Um, from friends I have and from what I heard, um. Healthcare environments can be really stressful for trans patients, trans people. So I think that there is a huge space for the aesthetics community to really be huge supporters in that. So I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. It's really, really amazing. Yeah, thank you. One of the questions now that we ask everybody, what area of the industry, of the beauty aesthetics industry, at the moment, do you feel like needs the most work? Probably regulation. I think if you had anyone on this podcast, they would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're hopeful it's, you know, these things are going to start coming through in 2024. Um, that's what we hear. I mean, Lisa, who's our director of aesthetic services, we're lucky enough that she's a founding member of and part of the JCCP. So she keeps us regular, gives us regular updates on where we're up to with that regulation and, you know, we're, we're preparing ourselves for that already. You know, we've started this business with the right level of qualifications in terms of the staff that we employ and the injectors that we bring on, the experience that they have and the qualifications that they have. So we're ready for the regulation changes. And I just think it will be a safer place for, for clients. Um, you know, I'm better for the healthcare professionals out there as well. So I'll probably say the regulation changes that fingers yeah. crossed are about to come. Yeah, definitely. It's so... It's been a long time coming, so, yes. Um, Another question that we like to ask everyone. What advice would you give to your younger self? So a young Anna kind of starting out in the industry or, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Um, Ban the tan. Wear SPF. Yeah, wear SPF. (laughs) Stop using sunbeds. I think more importantly is, you know, pale skin, you know, whether it's a tan's just not important. You know, even now when, when, you know, you go on holiday or my friends go on holiday, there's still that kind of comparing arms, you know, when people go, oh, have you been on holiday? And you're comparing yeah. tans on arms. It's even, it's it's the pressure. I think it's the social media pressure of what beautiful is. And I think social media's got a lot to answer for because of that. That wasn't there back in my day. But even today, I still think that it exists in what beautiful, you know, looks like. You know, there's no such thing as perfection. I would definitely tell myself that. Love the skin that you're in. 
um, you know, and be confident in your own body and don't worry at the fact that, you know, you're suffering with acne and you need a tan to cover it up, you know, be, be educated and don't be worrying about how dark your tan is because what is happening underneath the skin is far more damaging than a tan that comes and goes. But the, the risk that sun damage, you know, whether it's on sunbeds or whether it's in, you know, in the sun, you know, that can cause and stay with you for life is sometimes irreparable. So, yeah, I think that's what I would tell myself. Don't be so stupid when you can buy fake tan for what's a bottle of fake tan now, you know, less than £10. Yeah. And and you know what? It looks better than a tan anyway. Tans from the sun are all blotchy. You get hyperpigmentation. Look, you look sometimes you look a little bit dirty. Whereas, you know, a nice a nice tan gives you that glowing skin. Exactly. Get it out of a bottle. Get it out of a bottle, people. The money I've spent on trying to reverse the signs of aging, not just the cost I've paid in, you know, going through skin cancer and now having a permanent scar on my face. You know, the era, you know, I'm trying to reverse the damage that all of that has done as well. Like I'm trying to get my skin health back um to an optimal level and, and all I'm trying to do is reverse all the damage that I've done all those years ago. You know, so if you can, you know, do something about it in your younger years, we definitely should do more about, you know, what the importance of that is. And that pale mm-hmm. is good, you know. Just just your own skin is good. Yeah. Skin colour, just your own natural skin colour is good and you don't need a tan to make you look more beautiful. No, and beauty standards change all the time. So it's like one day it's all about the English rose, the next minute it's all about having gorgeous dark skin. So just be you and hundred percent be you, be confident in you. You know, that's what you know, one of our um slogans in the back of our Portland Square clinic, you may have seen it, it says what make what shapes you makes you. Yeah. You know, and that's what and one of our you know, what on our website you'll see feel more you plastered everywhere and that's because that we just wanna empower people and educate people to come on a journey of betterment. You know, it's not about being perfect. It's not about beautification. It's just about being more confident in the skin that you're in. And if we can help you on that journey, Asilan, then that's that's our job done. That's what we want to do. Love that. You know, you know, knowing that you're already beautiful. Yeah, of course. There's beauty in everyone. Yeah. Um, so now I'm really excited to hear this, actually. Three products that you can't live without. Um. <laughs> And they, what I'd like is the brand name and the name of the product. Okay. Um, so my first one is going to be by the brand HelioCare, um, and it's the Mineral Tolerance Fluids, SPF 50. Um, it's literally like water when you pour it out. It's so thin, mm. um, and it spreads so evenly, and it can be used on any skin tone. It's like it adapts to your own, your own skin tone. It's a great base for makeup as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's definitely my first number one is my SPF, which is the Mineral Tolerance Fluid by HelioCare. It's tough to choose two because I'm a bit of a product. Um, yeah, I've got so many products. Okay, Vitamin C is definitely my next one. Um, so there's two Vitamin Cs that I love. I can't choose between the two of them, unfortunately, because I swap and change. So my first one is a Bargy. Um, 15% vitamin C um, that goes on really well. It suits my skin type so nice. So um, I really love that. And then when I stop using that and I want to do a little bit of a change, I'll go onto the CNE for Rolex by Skin Um, Yeah, so they're my two go-to vitamin C products. And then retinol. You know what I'm going to have to say? I'm going to have to say it's a retinol eye cream mm-hmm. um, and it's by Murad. 
And the reason why I like this eye cream is because it's really good for sensitive skin and it's a, a retinol that works over time. So you can go, you go by the orbital bone. You can also go above the eye and you don't, it's like you don't have to be too fearful about getting too close to the, to the eye. So mm. I really love the retinol eye cream. Um, it's definitely my go-to. And then I've just got one more. Go on, fine. Um, it's a handbag <laughs> one for me. You know, when you sometimes get that irritating spot on your skin. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going out on Saturday and I've got that spot. There's an intense um, spot lotion by Murad. I've got in my bag. There's an intense spot lotion by Murad. That's yes, I've got in my bag. Oh. Okay. So I, I, I didn't I say it's a handbag must and it was in my handbag. <laughs> so this is a handbag must. It's called Rapid Relief Spot Treatment. Okay. So I saw one spot, you know, the hormonal spots that we yeah, get. Yeah, that's what I get. I swear, put this on and you will be good to go on Saturday. It Stop. will not ruin your weekend plans. Yeah, it's really, really good. Okay, add to basket. Um, <laughs> I actually I actually really like... um murad retinols and i've just moved and i've kind of like gone for my skincare and i've found the eye cream so i'm going to start using that again now that you've you've told me about that and um, they, do, they do new retinol eye patches stop yeah yeah an eye patch retinol really nice okay i need to look into that now and then finally you're actually going to come to pb north aren't you you're going to be yes. speaking at PB North, which is happening on the 24th and 25th of September in Manchester Central. And you're going to be speaking about, you know, what like a big bulk of what we're speaking today about skin surveillance and sun safety, right? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. So yeah. everyone, if you're coming to PB North in Manchester, you've got to come and see Anna because it's going to be a really, really interesting talk and a really important one. So bring your whole team um, because it sounds like everyone needs a little bit more education around skincare and sun safety and more and more research just coming out all the time. So a really, really important one and one not to miss. Yeah. And if anyone, you know, myself and Lisa will be there. And if anyone wants to speak to us at the end of the session about what we've implemented at Alan and they want to take follow suit, We'd love to share, you know, the contacts that we've got and, you know, and spread that, that good news and, and get other people to implement the same thing. Yeah, no, so important. And I'm all for sun safety, all for good skin and feeling the best in yourself. So yeah. love that. Well, Anna, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've absolutely loved speaking to you. Oh, thank you, Kezia. Love to see you. Bye.